Hello, 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 and welcome to our second episode of the day on Grim Fairy Tales here at National Youth Theater. Um, this is going to be episode probably number 19, I believe, but we will see. Um, with me, I have now our junior cast. The episode you listened to previously was our senior cast, um, and we are very excited to talk about the same show, different directing team, different cast, different vision, different lots of things. So I think this will be a really cool contrast. Can you guys go through and tell me your names and what role you are playing or serving in the show? Okay. Hi, I'm Sadie and I play Red in the junior show. Nice. Hi, I am Kanan Bulls and I play Rumpelstiltskin in the junior show. Hi, I'm Sam and I play the Frog Prince. And my name is Erica Gallegos and I am the director. So we have quite the assortment. We have Rumpelstiltskin number two and Red number two, which is exciting. Um, And then we have Frog Prince on, who is the male lead of the show. Um, So we are very excited to talk about the Junior, Grim Junior. Is it Grim Junior? Has it been condensed at all? Or Grim Fairy Tales Junior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So um, there is going to be some subtle differences between (laughs) that and the senior show um, writing wise, but there's going to be lots of bigger differences between just the approach that they've taken because we have a completely new set of people, which is really exciting. So um, I thought we would just start basic. Talk about what your favorite song and or scene is in the show. Who wants to start us off? Yeah, sure. Kanan, what's your favorite song? (laughs) Wow. I'm thrown under the bus. Okay. He um, says his solo, hands down. Pro- yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rumble's Revenge. It's like my coming out. And I'm like, I'm here. Yeah, and for sure. And you're going to love me now. For yeah. sure, for sure. It's amazing. Um, I love Lily Pad of Love. It's just really fun and kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but I also really like I Won't Let Go because it really pushes me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, With absolutely. Help from Erica. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they're doing great. I actually think I won't let go. It might be my favorite. Do you want to speak on that? Like why? Yeah, I think there's an intimacy in that song that we don't really see until the end of the show. I think it challenges our actors and um with that there's there's a vulnerability that they get to produce with the audience and they kind of feed off their energy and I love that. I think that's really special. And I was talking about in the other podcast episode the way that um that is the moment where the audience really realizes how much they've invested themselves in the characters, for sure. how much they have grown to start rooting for these relationships, rooting for these people, rooting for their happily ever afters um, in a way that I think a lot of musicals miss out on. I think a lot of musicals, um, they give us that happy ending and then we leave and we're happy and whatever. But with this one, it gives you something to fight for and something to think about. Um, pushes our audience to a different place emotionally than just like happy, you know? Absolutely, yeah. You have to go through those dimensions of emotion. And so what we did is we actually broke out the song and we talked about the emotion behind each line. Mm-hmm. So at one point, where is the downfall? Where is the hope? Why are we hopeful? Who's convincing who of what? And um, and then we just let them play with it yeah. and see what naturally came about. And I think they did a really good job. Yay. Yeah, they did good. Sadie, what about you? Okay, I would have to say Little Girl or The Witches. I'm not mm. in The Witches, but the dancing is like phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah, they did great, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So... Uh, Carla Prescott is y'all's choreographer, correct? Yes, she is. Is her choreography different from Jenny's? Like, Absolutely. Are they? Yes. Okay, wow. Different. That's really exciting, actually. Um, <laughs> I was I was thinking that they were doing the same choreography um, in the two shows, but you have two different choreographers who have taken a completely different... Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. <laughs> yes. Wait, so, um, so like I was saying, actually, in the last episode, um, 
this is going to be so fun for me to watch getting to watch how um at least with my character with sadie seeing the way that she um says different lines where she finds comedy where she finds honesty like where she finds different things in each um line and it's so immediate too because that following week I perform and I get to go up on stage and um, learning from my my counterpart over here figuring out um, what I want to add like different things that I didn't really think about like I think there's a lot I've already decided like I didn't even think about going through lyric by lyric I won't let go Um, we haven't really gone over I won't let go in depth yet like that's one I think that we've been kind of pushing off a little bit just because I think there's there's a lot of importance that's in that song um and so we've kind of been focusing on other things but I think that when when we go through it I will definitely have to sit down with dear Brent Brent is our um frog prince in the senior show um and like figure out line by line what we're feeling what we're talking about why we say the things that we do there's some metaphors in that song that like um need to be if we don't know why we're saying it no chance the audience gets it right Um, because we're the ones that have to be guiding them on that story so I think that'll be really interesting and really fun um so all good songs um are there any characters specifically that are not in this room that you think um have been stand out or have come in and when you watch their scene you're just captivated by what they've brought to the table okay i'll start i think kaden she plays snow white her scene is hilarious like she i yeah it's great (laughs) Caden's great, absolutely. I think our witches in general are just leading yes. so well in the show. Um, it's it's been a joy to work with them because what you really do is you just you don't have to tell them, okay, I need a lot more from you. You just kind of get to mold their passion and their energy. Um, and as a director, it's just really fun to get to see someone operate in freedom and just say, where can we go with that? How far can we push that? Um, and they're coming to me saying, how far can I go? Instead of me like trying to pull on them. So that's been pretty cool. I love Zoe. She she came in and she knew everything that she needed to know. And Miss Erica could just give her something and she got it. What role is Zoe playing? Uh, Briar Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Um, I feel like people would expect this, but my brother, he plays uh, <laughs> Judah Bowles. He plays Prince Charming and his childlike humor is hilarious. It's, it really is Like great. so funny. Like, during the song, there's, like, a song uh, called Home, mm-hmm. and while they're doing it, it's so, so sentimental, and then my brother's there playing with toy trains in the yeah. corner. Yeah. Which was his idea, I will add. People are going to ask me if I blocked that, and he was like, could I just play with some toy trucks in the corner? And now we have and to find him toy trucks, because it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. absolutely. That's really fun. Um, I'll say one comparison that's just come to mind already is the um, difference I didn't even think about this. And the difference, the way that we portray the characters, like that's so basic, but um, our Prince Charming is a little bit more arrogant, a little more like um, he's pretty much thinks he's the coolest guy to ever walk the planet. Um, Whereas what I'm hearing from y'all is that he's a little bit more childlike and a little bit more like, who is this guy? Um, (laughs) So that'll be really fun to see that contrast of like, because they're both funny. Both um, have like, because our our Prince Charming is Marshall and Marshall Hunt (laughs) is a genius with comedy. If y'all saw Matilda, you would know that. Um, And so I think it'll be really interesting to see the different comedy that comes out. Um, The different, because there's obviously different types of comedy. Rumpelstiltskin is a really different funny than Prince Charming as different funny from the cowardly prince so um i think that getting to highlight those differences is going to be really really interesting um one thing that is um inevitable with having split up shows by age is that y'all's cast is younger like significantly they um maybe not less experienced because by the time i was 14 i had done more shows than most people who were older than me um because 
if you're in theater for a long time, those are just the shows that you do. So there's not like a difference in experience. So that's, I don't, I don't worry about quality of the show. I know it's going to be really, really good because you have some really, really strong leads yeah. um, who have been doing theater since even if they've been just doing it for a little, like a little while, they're very, very naturally yeah, talented. Um, but how has it been? Um, Erica, you can answer this one and then y'all can answer as well if you want. Um, how has it been being in a show where either you are the older people, you are the older kids in the cast or where you are having to direct, direct um, people who have had maybe less experience or um, are a little bit shyer, haven't yet come out of their shell, sure. still developing, whatever it might be. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, honestly, the first, and I really don't mean this as a cliche, I, I find it freeing mm -hmm. because I don't have to break off anything, any bad habits yet, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We have some kiddos that are coming in and it's their first time doing the show and they have nothing but like Broadway dreams and they are ready to go. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. phenomenal because you can take that energy and you can work it into such a fuel, such an ambition that you know, on Saturday, you'll be kind of tired. You come in and they're ready. Yeah. They're meeting you and they're your coffee. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that's pretty great. Um, I think I think one of the biggest things, because if you go from, from dance into directing, because that's what I did. I went from all the choreography, yeah. all the show choirs, all the ballet, all the point, and you go into directing and you take the passion and you let that drive, you let that drive your scenes. Mm -hmm. and, and when you do that, there's... There's a rhythm that you find. It's not something that I'm cultivating and I'm asking them to come to me in. I'm not bringing something and asking them to fit into my plan. Yeah. They're bringing me this ambition and then we just kind of create this thing together. Yeah. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. No one had any preconceived idea of what I was supposed to be bringing. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what was walking in the door for auditions. And so when we got to meet each other, it was, it was really magical. Yeah. I loved it, awesome. for sure. Sadie, you want to answer? Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think it's cool because this show... Like, a lot of us has never, never heard about the show. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like, I had never heard about the show. I didn't even know the storyline when I auditioned. Yeah. Like, nothing about it. And I think a lot of younger kids didn't know it either. And then coming in and realizing what, like, the storyline of the show while they're, like, performing it yeah, and yeah. stuff like that is really cool to watch. Definitely. Sam? Um, with Grimm and all these, um kids who are my age and younger it's um it's different it's really different because I've always come in with being one of the youngest people with the teen camps mm -hmm. or with the older shows and Willy Wonka and all of those um and I don't feel intimidated mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. yeah. I felt as mm -hmm. an 11 and 12 year old yeah. and I feel like I can help as well. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. What about you, Kanan? Um, I feel like being in a younger show, I'll, always in my, when I was in my past shows, I've always looked at all of the older kids and be like, I'm going to be one of those kids one day. I'm going to be mm -hmm. one of the older kids. So who, awesome. Like, and in this show, this is like my opportunity to be one of those older kids. That's yeah. right. Who leads all of the younger ones. And that's such a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, like, I think one cool thing is that when you are the older kid in the show, um, I am one of those people that's acutely aware of um, my impact on the younger ones. Like I'm always, mm -hmm. always thinking about, um, okay, 
when I was eight, what was something that older kids did that like freaked me out? And what were things that older kids did that I was like, that's super cool. And even to this day, I still live my life that way. Like theater aside, um, just like the thing, the choices I make, the way that I talk, the way that I treat people is very much indicative of how I was treated um, as a younger kid. I had a really positive experience growing up in youth theater, Um, being, you know, an eight year old, a nine year old and having like all of these (laughs) quote unquote it sounds weird now because I'm 18, but like, like even like the 14, 15 year olds were really the ones that I remember, um, thinking they were super old and thinking like, wow, and they're nice to me. And so I think that y'all have a really cool opportunity to take your age, which I know you may not feel super old, but to them, you are so old. Um, like even just having sailor come home, sailor's my little sister. She's in the junior cast and talk about all of the older kids. And she's like, Sam and Sadie do their songs so good. And Kanan's so funny. And she like, she talks about y'all like, like she's best friends with y'all. And it's so fun because if you had a show, where it's all the we're all of the ages eight to 18 you don't necessarily get that as much um right. you find the younger kids grouping with the younger kids and you find the older kids grouping with the older kids and there's a little bit more integration but it's not nearly to the extent that i think is probably happening in grim junior because the older we're kids, forced to exactly the older yeah. kids um are still in the middle they still have like what four or five more years left of nyt to do Absolutely. um and so they haven't quite I think there is definitely something that happens when you get to be a senior or whatever. And you're like, I've been doing this forever. There's a little bit more of an entitlement to being a leader in the program where y'all are, have been pushed into it and you are meeting the challenge and you're ready. Um, do y'all have anything to add to that? Just that honestly, they are these three right here. We have Sadie, Sam and Kanan. They really are leading. Um, it's cool. Cause I see, I see kids come up and they ask them questions and they, they just kind of watch, like they watch when they take their break, they watch how they take their break. And as a director, you get to kind of, you get to kind of watch everyone interact with each other. And I, I do think they're being impactful. They're being intentional and, and they see it. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Do you have anything else to add? Um, I've only been in four shows with NYT, which is kind of weird because I feel like I've been in like seven. Because <laughs> that's just how NYT is. But, and I've only, I did like two like camp shows as in like, you know, I did uh-huh. Children of Eden, which is 24 hour musical and then Aladdin, which is its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh aladdin gets is in its own category mm-hmm. um but like i've only had two biddles in my life and like i was the younger one in mary poppins yeah. and now i'm the older one in that in a uh, grim why can i not remember the name <laughs> uh, i'm in the show i should know yeah. uh but that was really cool for me to be like Mm-hmm. For my second biddle to be the oldest one, yeah. which was really cool. Definitely. Um, in our show, <laughs> we don't, we're not really doing biddles per se, because there's <laughs> not necessarily an older, younger thing. Sure. Everybody's kind of the same age. I think once you hit like 15, I don't, I don't see being friends with 14 year olds as like, oh, ministering to the younger kids. Like they are literally just my peers and that is where it is. Yeah. Um, so we have what we're calling buddies basically. Where right. We have, um. I'm, I'm with Abigail Barrera. She's 19. She's older than me, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm not the younger Biddle, if that makes sense. Um, but I think that that's cool. You guys still get to have that little older, younger dynamic because you do have eight-year-olds in your show and you probably mm-hmm. have seven. You do have a seven-year-old sailor, seven. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a cool thing that y'all get to continue with the junior show. Um, my next question is one that you guys can take a little bit of time to think about. I want you to tell me what do you think the audience is going to take away from this show? Like maybe thematically mm-hmm. or even like... Um, production wise like whatever you guys can take your second though so I think (laughs) something I really love about our script here is um something I really love about our script is I feel like 
Sadie as Red kind of goes through this journey of identity Mm -hmm. and we go through it in such a familiar setting as a fairy tale. So everyone's got like a favorite fairy tale. My father's favorite, no, my father's favorite fairy tale um, in Mexico City was Sleeping Beauty Mm -hmm. and he never watched it in English. I never watched it in English growing up. I did not know there was an English Sleeping Beauty, but across the world, everyone's got a favorite fairy tale. So I love that we go through that. And Red kind of goes on this journey where we meet her and she is very open in the first scene about that she has no hope for her future in the sense of a big picture. That everyone around her kind of has this thing that she can't grasp and and it kind of haunts her and we meet her that way. And so then we put her in a totally different world and everybody meets her. Everyone that's meeting her is calling her princess, is calling her worthy, is calling her worthwhile Mm -hmm. and she is continually telling the entire cast the entire time that that's not hers that's not her identity that's not her worth she is not what they see in her and she goes through this story she falls in love she has that that heartbreak and then we we get to see that challenged at the end where she gets to see whether or not you know she actually does have a worth Mm -hmm. has she missed has she misunderstood what she could have for her life Mm -hmm. and I think that anyone can really kind of take that picture and they can relate to that. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that we can we can take the fun, we can take the colors, we can take the dancing, we can take the gorgeous songs and make it relatable in the sense of that there is identity, that there is worth, um, and to challenge that when you down yourself. Yeah, awesome. Who else wants to go? I mean, I have one, but it's kind of cringy, Just so cringe. bear nice. with me. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is kind of... Cringy, I already said that though. That um, I feel like the takeaway is you can you can always you can make your own happily ever after. Like mm-hmm. you can find it; it's there, whether or not you think it is, it's there, mm-hmm. and it can be whatever you want it to be. Absolutely. What about you, Sadie? I was honestly gonna say almost the same thing <laughs> as Kanan, but like the our story kind of ends on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and it makes them think the audience think well, what does she do next? What does, you know, Frog Prince do next? Like, what happens to Rumpelstiltskin? Because he just basically leaves, (laughs) like, and the witches. So I think that's cool. It makes them, like, a lot of other shows, it just ends, and you know the ending. But this show, there's no movie. There's no, like, story. So this is really cool. It's, like, the audience's first time ever hearing about it. Mm -hmm. And with that, um, Red, we see her... Um, choose what's not necessarily what she wants Mm -hmm. but what she thinks and knows in her heart that is best for everybody Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a really hard thing and not everybody chooses what they think is best yeah I think also I think also one thing too um, one major takeaway from this show is um, the power of individual characters. I think a lot in modern society, we like to look, um, I think a a phrase that we hear a lot, um, at least in my circle, is the idea of being the main character. People want to be the main character. People want to um, live their life like they're the uh, main character in a teen indie movie. And that is like the goal. Whereas um, I think in this show, we see a lot of value in every single character. Um, There's not just a lead who's set up to steal the show. There's not a 
comedic sidekick who's set up to um, be the audience's favorite. There's things in every single character that um, the audience can grasp onto and really fall in love with. So there's funny characters, there's honest characters, there's characters they don't really like very much, or they aren't supposed to like, but they do, and they can't really figure out why. I think Rumpelstiltskin's probably one of those characters yeah, where it's like, <laughs> where it's like, well, he's the worst, but also like for some reason I feel bad for him. Like I sympathize with him. Same with the big bad wolf. Like he's supposed to be this awful guy and then they find a reason to love him. And I think that with having this wide range of characters, we look um, from like the the perspective of the human experience that like there's going to be people who don't exactly fit exactly what you see as a main character or they don't fit what you see as um, a supporting or whatever. And um just understanding that there's nuances when it comes to people and that this show doesn't really follow the hierarchy of main character. I mean, it does somewhat, but there's value. I hate the phrase, no small parts, only small actors. I know that's (laughs) probably very encouraging, but it's also not like 100% true. There are are small parts. Um, There are parts that are smaller than other roles. And I don't think there's anything inherently evil or mean about saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the real phrase that people are trying to say is that there's not one character that is going to be automatically more impactful than another character because what you bring to the character is ultimately what the audience is going to get out of it so you have a role like I said this in the last podcast but like you have a role like Rapunzel who's in two scenes she is in two scenes but I guarantee you nobody in the audience is going to leave that show forgetting who she is because (laughs) um at least in ours Beth kills it Beth is so funny and she brings this vibrant character who you can't help but think has had a life outside of that scene who has a personality and experiences and relationships that are not only demonstrated in this one scene. And I think that's one of the beauties of this script. What do y'all think? Um, sorry, on the topic of Rapunzel, (laughs) we ran that, (laughs) my love yesterday. Yeah. And Juliana was hilarious. It was so funny. So good. No, that's one of the, that's one of my favorite songs in the whole thing. It's just because like, it's so outrageous. Just the idea of like, like I said, like taking what we expect from characters and flipping it on its head. So you have like the most cowardly, brave prince and we have the most tone deaf, beautiful princess. And you have these things that like are set up to create complex characters. Like there's no one dimensional nice guy. There's no one dimensional pretty girl. It's all like very much room for um, looking at um, issues and looking at... Um, like flaws and looking at strengths and examining them all in the context of a person. Yes. Um, do y'all have anything you want to add? Any stories you want to tell about the story, about this experience with the show? Do y'all want to talk about, um, do you want to talk about your directing team at all? Anything like that? Um, (laughs) Miss Erica. Yes. Let's talk about that directing team. Amazing. (laughs) Miss Erica is amazing. She pushes everyone out of her comfort zone and she really, (laughs) really knows what she's doing. Um, and Miss Carla, She's fantastic. She gives 120% and she <laughs> she knows what she's doing and she wants everybody to do their best and mm-hmm. she's putting everything into this. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Jim and um Miss Katrin, they're amazing. They they can sing, they know what they're doing, they can teach mm-hmm. and it it's helping everybody. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. About you, Sadie. Oh, and Savannah. She's doing amazing like she if anybody needs help not only on their dances but on their singing on their like blocking or anything she's there and she knows everything yeah yeah definitely so i think that's 
that's a really exciting thing is that we just so happen to get lucky enough to have enough talented directors that we have we can have two full directing teams on which is crazy by the way um and they're all extremely talented so we have mm. my dad justin parks and lisa morales and jenny gallegos um all working together to create our show and we have all the directors that you guys just said for the junior show yeah. um that are all working to create different different pieces of art um with the same origin the same mm. the same words on the page um but with different creative minds and so um i would encourage everybody listening to this podcast to buy tickets for both weekends um <laughs> yeah. see it see the differences examine oh my gosh this was so funny in the other show but like i'm crying about it in this show or like um this character was so much different in this one but i love them both the same yeah. um and like just getting to i i think there's a lot of value i'm definitely going to be seeing the junior show obviously um and just like soaking up every difference and enjoying every like creative process enjoying that choreography difference which I didn't know was a thing which is really exciting <laughs> um seeing like the different songs and like um just everything how it all comes together I'm I'm extremely excited to see this show and I hope everybody who's listening is also excited um do y'all have any final ending thoughts before we sign off no it's it's been a joy okay awesome um we're gonna do a little bit of talking about our spring shows just so you guys have a good idea <laughs> yes. um true or false you are directing newsies i am directing newsies Yay! <laughs> i know i just i just heard that and i'm very excited um and then we have amy bowles who's directing Annie. i know her yes yeah <laughs> do you know her i know her a little bit yes and so um i'm very very excited um basically we're doing annie jr um just are there loca set locations for them or do you know uh we're we're gonna do both performances at quinania and okay. the rehearsals are gonna go back and forth okay awesome um so kind of like grim jr and grim senior a little bit a little bit um, <laughs> yep. which is a cool new little thing that we get to do um i'm excited about newsies um just because newsies is newsies and if you guys have heard the soundtrack oh my, goodness. Oh my gosh get excited <laughs> i also i have a special place in my heart for annie um i was in annie when i was little and yeah. um annie's a really like magical show there's something about it like it's it's a it's a classic and classics always have a certain like um quality to them that is just like when you watch it you're like wow this yeah is, this it's sentimental for sure pure musical theater right here <laughs> um which is really exciting and so um definitely come out and audition for um newsies or annie whichever one floats your boat um I or think, both or I both think, yeah i think there's an option that you can put either only annie only newsies or you can say best role in either show yes absolutely um, which is kind of cool because if you're coming in you're like hey i really want to play daddy warbucks but i also really want to be crutchy whatever that is um you can sit there <laughs> and be like you know what whichever one they think i best serve in then put right. me there right. um which is so exciting and i think we have with Grimm having, you know, a million kids between the two casts, we've built up quite the um, pool of talent. Um, so it's yes. going to be some pretty stiff competition, which is my favorite part of the audition process, obviously. Um, so everybody who's listening to this, if you have the ability to dedicate some of your time in the spring to come out and do these shows, um, working with Erica, as you've just heard her talk about her passion, um, it's going to be so fun. Um, working with a Miss Amy Bowles, if you listen to our Mary Poppins podcast, she is into it and she is such a talented director um so either way win 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 all around no matter what show you're in um i want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening and we are going to see y'all next time adios N -Y -T -Antics.